I'm not gonna lie, my um, key light right now is pretty awesome. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, Oren, you look very dramatic. I actually don't like it when you use the blur behind you because uh, your room that you're in is just, it has such a, as I've commented, you know, Resident Evil Spencer Mansion vibe. Yeah, that well, you're taking me uh, out of I'm it. not in the mood for Resident Evil. I'm not in the mood for Resident Evil, okay? We've moved on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all about that obscure, vague storytelling where you, you know, you fill it in with your imagination like Elden Ring, okay? All right. Get, you're already talking about Elden Ring. Uh, I don't I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> I think it's too soon. Uh, Kevin and I are drinking alcohol because instead of recording in the afternoon, we're recording after work. I've got a, a, a Carlsberg beer, which is a, a Danish-style pilsner. I haven't... Uh, you guys probably can't see it, but I haven't had one of these beers since I was in Denmark like 20 years ago. Dang. How's this? Fancy. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm drinking it's nice. a local brewski from the local brew building. Ooh. And um, it tastes good. What is it? Shout food. it out. It's from uh, Humble Sea. Local brewery. It's called Full Suspension Pilsner. It's quite good. Mm. Oh, we're both drinking Pilsners. That's all I usually drink when I do is... drink beer these days because I get headaches from the IPA. Sadly. Yeah, I get heartburn. Is Pilsner the new IPA? Like, have we have we rev like are we the hip the Pilsner hipsters now? Or we just I don't like, know. I feel like I'm like behind. I'm like out of the loop on beer now. Mm, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what's cool. I think people drink uh, sours now a lot, which I like as well. Sours, yeah. And goza. Sours, all right. And what? Gozas. G O S. Goze. I don't know how to pronounce goza? it. Goza. I think it's goza. <clears throat> I speak. I don't, I, don't, I don't speak the language. Beer nerds, German, don't send us any corrections, please. I don't want them. Germans. Well, yeah. I, I'm not a beer nerd. I'm a. I'm a rum. I'm a rum guy. I'm a Jack Sparrow guy. Though sometimes I'm a whiskey guy. Mm. True. Depends on the mood. I, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm kind of. I like beer, but I like the mixed drinks. I like. Uh, you like a good cocktail. Straight. I've seen I you. Like, uh, I'm a cocktail put them away. guy. You can. You can. Yep. You can drink. You can, he can put them away. <laughs> uh, all right. What can I say? What, what can I'm you part say? I'm Irish. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm like a. Uh, a 64th Irish, as the uh, the too. ginger minge would would indicate. But, uh... <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have laughed at that. I shouldn't have laughed at that. I'm part Irish, so it's okay for me to laugh at that. Yeah, uh, Kevin's Kevin's eyes got a little big there. Uh, cool guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's good to be potting with you. Um, for sure. What's what's new? What's okay? Let me tell you what's new with me. I uh, I spent a little money on a, a tv i guess i've gone all in with oled and uh i got the i got the tv yesterday it's it's really big it's 77 inches and i sit 10 feet away from it so it's like <laughs> it's it, it like absolutely tv for a room the size of a warehouse my my vision yeah <laughs> it's very big uh i like the oled it's uh, uh so th there's like a big war or like there's like oled hardcores and uh, I, I like I like the OLED a lot. The way that it handles motion is just like incredible. I play at 120 FPS uh, Titanfall 2, and like in motion at 100 at 120 FPS, it just looked pristine and clear. There was like no motion blur when you pan the camera, and it was just so lifelike and amazing. I will say the LCDs still have a pretty good color, pretty good brightness. Like can't go wrong. TVs are pretty good these days, but. Um, 
77 inches. I don't know. Crazy. Did that fit through your door? We actually had to drill a hole in the roof to get it in. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Like, I had to imagine, like, just take the roof off. <laughs> and then I felt bad in. for the guys. They had Because, you know, I live on, like, the third floor, so they had to yeah. carry it up a lot of stairs. And I was just kind of watching. I'm like, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, tip your <laughs> you delivery tip man. You uh, did. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Uh, I had like a moment like that where uh, I was having a couch delivered and uh, the person who who uh, was getting the couch delivered said, oh, just tip, tip the uh, moving guys. They'll do it for you. And they said, oh, we have a contract like right now. We can't do it. We don't have time. So like I single handedly moved this couch out in like 30 seconds out to the curb. It was and it's amazing how fight or flight just kicks in in moments like that. Because you're like, oh, I need two people to move a couch. But when it's like, it needs to happen right now, one person can do it. And that person's me, revved on adrenaline. Damn, dude. <laughs> That's brutal. That's uh... That's serious. Kind yeah, of now that you're... We got it done. Or I got it done, I should say. Now that you're in your 30s, that's the kind of thing that's going to throw your back at. So you got you to gotta watch out, old man. <laughs> um, my, I feel like that's a part of my life at this point. I'm like, is my back broken today? No, it's gonna be a good day. You know, I think you know, my I'm back just always uh, for the first time in my 30s. That yeah, happened. no, that's when it happens. <laughs> that's when it happens in your 30s. Yeah, moving. It should just be a part of your life. Is your back bad? It's like the weather. Is the weather bad? Is your back bad? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So yeah, uh, OLED, good. I like it. Uh, in other news, guys. I have put 70 hours into Elden Ring. Wow. Oren has done something far more impressive. Oren, what have you done? Um, I uh, quit Elden Ring and started playing a different video game. Mm-mm. No, I platinumed Del- I platinumed it. I did it. I did it, guys. It's nice my job. first FromSoft platinum ever. Because uh, I usually give up. I have questions about it, actually. So, for one thing, how many hours are you playing on your character? Do you know? I have put 115 hours into my character. Okay. So, yeah, how about this? Uh, you just ask me questions and I'll answer them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, NG plus enemy scaling. So, I did, uh, I've did. i done NG plus on all the Souls games up to two or three or four. Well, depends. On Dark Souls 3 and 2, I did NG plus 4, I believe. Um, how, how hard does it get sequentially? Because the, the way it's supposed to be usually is they have three times the attack power and health. Per and new it, game? Yeah, roughly. The... I like, didn't notice it that much. I, I mean... That's what I've read. I don't, I don't know. know if that's accurate. Maybe, maybe someone will tell me that's mistaken, but it didn't I don't, You know, I, I should have researched this before coming on the pod, but I, I, uh, I didn't really have that much of a hard time New Game Plus and New Game Plus Plus. Mm. Um, I my, For me, the hardest part of the game was playing through it from beginning to end the first time. Right. That, that was like 73-ish hours of my total runtime. And then like my second playthrough, I was like, I'm going to try to get this ending. Right. So I kind of just resolutely focused on that. And I didn't do a lot of... I mean, I did some side stuff that I missed the first time and people told me about, but... It wasn't that hard. And then the third time, I was like, okay, now I'm going to get all the legendary armaments and make sure I cover my bases, which I had, like, most of them, surprisingly. But it it actually wasn't that bad. The only thing I noticed is uh, one of the late-game bosses would, on my third journey, 
like one move in particular would one shot me every time and that never happened any other playthrough and that was the only time i noticed it because mm. he was a pain in the ass but overall pretty smooth sailing for a new game plus for elden ring maybe they just fucked up the scaling i don't know um was how hard was it to get all the sorceries um incantations and is there, is there a rings requirement for achievements this time or or not rings sorry accessories or whatever they're called talisman yeah there's talisman um i actually didn't uh have uh, well first of all i should preface and say i actually thought it was kind of an easy platinum compared to bloodborne i remember bloodborne had more stuff you had to do a lot of it with chalice dungeons mm -hmm. sure. um, which is why i just never platinumed it uh but to answer your question there actually isn't a lot um i think there's about nine each and a lot of them are heavily telegraphed if you just do pace, basic exploration. There's a couple that's more hidden. But, like, for example, uh, one of the legendary armaments is at Castle Morn, which is the south side of the map. And when you go there, it's like, oh, th it's the big castle in the distance. You know, it's like that's the point of interest. So uh, most of the legendary stuff, with a couple exceptions, are fairly telegraphed. Mm -hmm. So when I was going to collect all of them, I realized I had most of them already mm. and i wasn't even trying to get them <laughs> interesting so i've yeah. been um i'm playing according to steam this isn't quite accurate because um steam has this bug where you close the game it mm. keeps running even though you're not playing it but it says i played 121 hours and I haven't even beaten it yet so what does your character say oh, like shit. you can look on your character it, it, it'll i'll have to log exactly. in and, and give you guys that number but I, if i remember okay. correctly it should be around 115 110 Oh, Maybe wow. it's 107. I don't know, but I played a lot of time. I'm I've been playing it very ploddingly, slowly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and trying to do all the NPC quests without without a guide has been very tricky because they're extremely, they can be very esoteric with uh, FromSoft games, as we all know. So mm -hmm. it's been right. it's been tricky finding people. Like I just teleported to a, a Grace and found an NPC who I was looking for. I was like, oh, you're here. Why were mm. you here? Like, okay, well, all right, I'll keep going. <laughs> It's kind of weird for me because a lot. So there are some NPCs that are fairly like that, pretty fairly telegraph, like what you have to do mm -hmm. for the next step. But then there are other ones that end up at really random bonfires. Yeah. Where you're like, w what led you to this point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you really have to comb the area to figure out where somebody is. And for a couple of them, I was like, I'm just going to look it up because I can't, I've, I've literally been scouring this place for 25 minutes and I haven't found them. But, and then like, when I look it up, I'm like, how the fuck do they get over there? I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's, uh, but I think for the most part, for some reason I had an easier time than with Bloodborne tracking NPCs overall. I'm excited to go dive into the game yeah. with the guides after beating it. It's going to be really fun to find hmm. all the things that I missed. Oh and man, there's so many things. Yeah, I have had like almost every quest line that I've been instructed to go on, with the exception of two. I have just like completely lost track of because I will just be like, "Oh wait, that person asked me." Now they're dead. Oh, whoops. Um, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really should have taken uh, Jason Schreier's advice and keeping a written log of notes and make my own sort of pen and paper quest log have you guys been doing that no yeah i just have been trying to keep mental notes which is not an easy move to do mm -hmm. but that's what you know for me it was my brother i would just play off my brother because uh we were playing it at the same time and he'd just be like oh did you go 
to this manor, blah, 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 blah. And I think that was my way of keeping track was I would just, we would just kind of narrate to each other what we were doing. Yeah. Um, another thing that was, that's super helpful in the game are just the player notes in general. Mm-hmm. Like the player notes will, will straight up tell you a secret sometimes. So like if you play the game offline, like that's one way to do it, but you might just completely miss really esoteric uh, things in the game. I found <laughs> one. I found an illusory wall on the floor that I had to do a jump attack to find. And yeah, uh, yeah. There's no way I would have found that if I didn't find the player message for it. There's, I mean, that's like the most like obscure. I don't know how anyone found that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I people. Someone's jumping and someone just lands and you know they're like attacking or wow, that's crazy. Yeah. They're, hmm. I yeah, I'll, I mean, it's I, I don't know how people find this stuff. I, I don't know if you guys were looking on Twitter, but somebody found a hidden wall in Volcano Manor that took 50 hits to get rid of. I think it's a bug. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people think it's a bug. I think it's a bug. But uh, yeah, it's maybe not. But it's funny. That's 50 hits? Is, oh, my God. I don't think that's intentional. I think that's too too weird even for them to do. That's my thought. I don't know. I don't yeah, know, It doesn't man. go anywhere. Because Volcano yeah, Manor already has, well, stuff sure. in it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll save more for the spoiler yeah, 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 pod. Yeah, but yeah, uh, spoiler. sorry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what, what do you guys? No, no. We we we. Uh, yeah, I avoided. Uh, it. Not to accuse anybody, but it's like for me, no, it's no. tempting to start spoiling. I know. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. You want to start talking about it? Be like, oh, oh, oh. but uh, no, yeah, no. Well, hmm. a couple, a couple more things I want to say before moving on. Uh, Mike was totally right last pod doing co-op to help people fight bosses is so much fun mm-hmm. i i i uh i kind of missed the boat on that with the previous from soft games oh really it's just didn't yeah i just never i just never did it i think it's because when i was playing bloodborne my internet connection wasn't good so mm. i just kind of didn't do it um and sekiro you know is a single player game but right uh, right but this one i'm re- i was really uh getting into it and it's fun. Isn't there and... something magical about not being able to talk with them that makes mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Do you know the story behind the multiplayer, Oren? For Miyazaki, like where he got the idea for it from? Did, didn't you say it was from like a car accident in the snow? Yeah. Is, it was is the, is like it? They, everyone had to get help from random strangers to get pushed over the spot in the snow to get across this bridge. And he wondered after he had finished that and someone helped him if he had fought with those people or if he would have liked them or got along with them or, or not, which is really interesting. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. The metaphor design, I really, I really like that. Yeah, no, I, I I love it. I actually think, to some extent, that the um, the obfuscation that they, that it had in Dark Souls, where like it was really hard to play with your friends, was kind of good. Even though I've had a lot of fun playing in co-op, and I, I'm looking forward to having probably that wasn't by design, hours. though. <laughs> it wasn't. Not in Dark. Well, what do you mean by? Would you mean the like? I mean, in I don't Dark see Souls, your message. they definitely. No, no, no. In Dark Souls, they definitely didn't want you to play with your friends as a co-op game, right? Like, I, they were like, we want co-op to be a very, like, transitory, ephemeral thing where, like, people come in and out of each other's worlds, but it's not like you're going to play it like Gears of War. Like, obviously, people do play the game that way, and they've, they've accommodated that in their design. But, like, in the old games, I don't think that was part of how they wanted you to play the game. I think it was because Demon's Souls was that way. But the reason they changed it, from what I understand, reading the dev, dev stuff, is they, they, they moved over from a, from a server 
hosted infrastructure to a peer-to-peer system. And the peer-to-peer system is where really everything got confusing and screwed up. They changed that for Dark Souls 2 in subsequent releases. So I don't know if that was right. intentional or not. But it definitely... Well, but it's intentional it in that you can't just play the whole game from beginning to end with, with your friend. You have to, like... Right. If you want to do that, it takes a lot of effort. But that's present even in Elden Ring. Like, you only can co-op yeah. up to a boss and then... Yeah, yeah, in. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I want to I want to ask you guys: Have you gotten Hoslow's oath yet? The gesture. No, maybe. If not, so. if not, well, like anyway, like I would always do that oath when I do the multiplayer, and I just feel so awesome. And you, I basically take my sword and I go like this with it, mm. like an oath. And I I don't know. It's just like you. I, I feel like I'm getting into character, right? To help to help people, uh, fellow knights out. Like I'm here from the house of Oslo. Yeah, no, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Have you guys had a lot of success helping people? Because I will say, I've probably done co-op with about one or two hundred people at this point. That factors into a regular part of any any Souls gameplay session for me. And I would say about 20% of those have been successful victories, and, and 80% have been like, the host of fingers got fucking one shot, like, you know, one minute into the fight. Like, it happens so reliably. Well, my favorite is when uh, the the guy depends on you to win. Mm-hmm. So you'll just fight, and he'll just hide in the. In They're the just rolling in the die. in the corner. Oh, fuck those people! I let those people die. Yeah, those people suck. Yeah, <laughs> those people stand, are so yeah. bad. That's when I'm just like, all right, yeah, I'm just gonna lead the boss back to you, and then like roll away. Uh, but yeah, the co-op's really good. The PvP has potential, uh, but I've been very frustrated by it because. A, everybody's doing like one of four builds and they're just spamming the FP, spamming the Dragon's Breath stuff. And so every time you invade another world, which is a big part of what I did when I played Dark Souls 1, you get placed almost always against three other people who are your level or higher, I guess, or something like that. And 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 they tend to just be like, play the cheesiest way possible. Like, it's, it's kind of frustrating. I've had some really good duels, though. I will say the dueling scene, I think, is going to be on point and maybe, like, probably better than Dark Souls 2. But, like, invasions have just been, ugh. The invasions have been frustrating yeah. for me, too. I, I had one particular really frustration, frustrating invasion where I invaded, I, you know, to, to, to their credit, at least, I invaded in a, in a very trolly spot. I invaded on a certain boss fight that you can mm-hmm. invade on. Mm-hmm. And uh, the enemies immediately both ran away and just camped on this tree and spammed Dragon's Breath and magical attacks where I couldn't really get to them without getting killed. Right, right. And um, if I would camp out to have them come to me, uh, they kept having hunters summon in, and they'd, I'd have to fight the hunter down and kill them. And like slowly the hunters would be willing down my Estus. So I had to mm. like I had to push forward. But it was against a magic guy on a tree and a great shield guy who was on the tree blocking. So like I couldn't get past the shield guy easily without... There was yeah. really no method that I, I could think of. You up were the red like, boss. Yeah, without with my current build, I couldn't think of any method to counter what they were doing, and there I just had to die eventually. So it was definitely frustrating. Definitely, yeah, reliance on magic and kind of a lot of the FP stuff, FP, and just yeah. a, people Ash are just doing war. some weird cheesy shit, which is kind of annoying. Bleed. Um, Everyone using katanas. They have this bleed katana that they. Oh mm. uh, right. Pretty annoying. It's. I, I hope. What about that stop move? The stop move with yeah. the ice or whatever. They, they nerfed that. Yeah. They nerfed that. That's oh, so they had to. The thing that that I, I find, um, I remember last time you asked me about annoyances with the game. I didn't really have a good answer, but I feel like I have some better ones now. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is 
the game feels overly reliant on Ashes of War. They seem mm -hmm. so powerful that if you don't use them, you just suck. Like mm -hmm. on the bosses even, or on the enemies. Like I found that it's a better strategy to sp perpetually spam Ash of War moves instead of using a special That's attacks. That's funny, because I haven't been using them at all. Well, it'll change <laughs> your game. Yeah, you. I haven't yeah. either, actually. It'll. It, I mean, uh, like with the Claymore specifically, the R1 does like, you know, for me at my current build, like four to 500 damage per hit, whereas an Ash of mm -hmm. War hit will do like 1,700. So yeah, for sure. might as well spam that. And uh, wow. I, I have this problem with games of special attacks becoming the special attack becomes the main attack. I remember complaining about this on Doom Eternal specifically, as we all probably remember. But it's yeah. it's, it's kind of a thing that some games seem to be doing. And I, I hope that's not their design philosophy in the future. Or even maybe they can, for this game, I hope they kind of patch it and rebalance that a little bit. Because it is a little bit annoying that the FP moves are, or sorry, FP, but I'm using Dark Souls 3 lingo. The Ash of War moves are so powerful. I hope that right. they kind of rebalance that. So we'll see. I, th I think as a single player experience, my opinion of Elden Ring has gotten more positive mm. since our last. Like I, I was like, it's one of the best games ever, but I have some problems with it. Like it's too long and whatever. But now that I've spent more time with it, I'm like, this is this is a masterpiece. It is. I'm, I'm having, I'm having a. Like the, my problems with it are less annoying now. Now that I've, I'm less annoyed now that I've played it a lot more. Um, I need to get more into the PvP because um, I'm sure like some of the, those annoyances will come up. But I'm really floored. Uh, like I, I don't know what's gonna be game of the year after Elden Ring. It's like just gonna be Elden Ring and everything's gonna be second place mm. for me. I feel a little bad for the Dying Light 2 devs because that's a really good game, but they released it in a time when Elden Ring is out. And, like, I was playing that game and liking it, but then this game came out and, like, I haven't played it again because yeah. it's Elden Ring, you know? it's I'm going to play it when I get my new monitor, um, for sure. But, uh, El yeah, Elden Ring's amazing. It's definitely... Amazing. It, it, it's at least FromSoft's third best game, if not their first best game. It's You know, it's top three is what I'm saying, like... Like, yeah. pick or choose your three, but like it's. it's what is your three currently at the current inter iteration or interim? Excuse me. Where, what are where, what is your top for you guys? We'll probably have this a different opinion that we can express when we when we play uh when we play when we do the spoiler cast. But well, the way that I view yours? from soft yeah. games are like a like a like a like like I view them as albums for like a band I like because like everything mm -hmm. is kind of builds off the next thing, and I feel mm -hmm. like this album this game excuse me is like a greatest hits. It's like kind of a little bit of everything into one game, because it has a lot of callbacks to other stuff. But uh, what is your what do you think your uh, your top top FromSoft games are? The current at the current moment. Uh, or well, I, I guess I guess I'll go. Yeah, that's cool. Is that cool, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think uh, I feel like Elden Ring might be my favorite. I can't believe I'm saying that, but. Bloodborne, just, you've betrayed your, your, your wife. What's going on? I don't know, man. It's just, you know what? What I had an epiphany on my second playthrough, and I'm like, why do I like this game so much? And, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I love it, but what, what gives it makes it the X Factor? And to me, it gives me Shadow of the Colossus vibes. Uh, the whole world reminds me of Fumito Ueda mm. in a way that is so awesome like it feels like a true sequel in a lot of ways but um i don't know bloodborne probably still has my maybe my favorite lore but the more i explore the lore of elden ring 
maybe I like it more because mm-hmm. it's probably more original. Because Bloodborne's still Lovecraft. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I guess Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Sekiro would be my top three. Uh, one, two, three, like that. Yeah. But but I could switch it with Bloodborne. But I feel like I don't want to. I feel like Elden Ring might be the one. Yeah. I'm more impressed with it the more I play it. Also, there's so many ways you can play Elden Ring mm-hmm. that in Bloodborne you can't. You do. cannot. That's true. Oh Very yeah. True. Same. Yeah. With, yeah. What about you, Aaron? That's a blessing and a curse. What he's saying there, but um, I mean, I still think that Dark Souls is a sort of for me particular, and it, it's maybe it's nostalgia, the time in my life, whatever. That my time in my gaming career and history is still a particularly special game, and this game is, as I said last week doing for me what dark souls did you know 10 11 years ago um i still love dark souls i still think sekiro is incredible like i think sekiro is in some ways like better than elden ring like like some pretty important ways but uh, it's really i don't know those three games i would say you could kind of just like spin the wheel and wherever it lands i'd be pretty happy with probably dark souls and then and then like Elden Ring and Sekiro are just like battling it out, but maybe Elden Ring takes it, even though I do think the combat in Sekiro is kind of a lot better. And like I'm uh, a little frustrated. The one thing that's frustrating me about Elden Ring, sorry, Orton, is that like the beginning of the game was really fucking hard. That first named boss is extremely challenging. I level up a bit. Now I'm just steamrolling bosses. Sometimes I'm steamroll because I'm like clearly I don't know if I'm too leveled or what, but like. I miss the fact that I, you couldn't really level yourself to the point where a boss was was one shotable in in Sekiro. I think that's yeah. I, I want sorry. I wanted to jump in there because I I think if you look at the games as a rubric, Sekiro's combat in that rubric is way better than Elden Ring's. But like, I guess the way I look at it too is. You also have exploration, you have lore, mm-hmm. you have atmosphere, and I think for me, Elden Ring is like 11 out of 10s in those three areas. Totally, totally. Um, and that's what sets it above for me. Like, I was just watching that Vati video, vid- video on um, his most recent one, and it's just I just love thinking about the lore, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. But um, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask, Aaron, and I'm sorry I'll get to you, Kevin, because you haven't given your top three yet, but... Um, uh, you said about Dark Souls how it was like so important to you at that time in my life, and that's kind of part of the reason why I think uh, Elden Ring might be my my favorite one because I think I've painted this kind of unrealistic picture of what Bloodborne is at this point, where it's like this masterpiece, this monolith, and but when I really think about it, I think like like Elden Ring kind of it kind of feels like the five finger warm up to Elden Ring, you know. Like, it's like the practice. It's like Miyazaki is kind of tuning his instrument, and then Elden Ring is the full symphony. That's yeah. kind of how it feels to me now. Yeah. But... I agree. <clears throat> Elden Ring feels like the game that they've been, like, they've been <clears throat> building up to release for years. I really mm-hmm. just feel like the culmination of their work. I was just watching an interview, and I, I talked about this last pause, but I, last pause, but I thought it was funny to see this again. That they they asked uh, they, it was it was an interview with Miyazaki on Dark Souls three and they said, what was kind of the idea behind the formation of Dark Souls three and and they and the translator literally said, Miyazaki has no idea why they made it a Dark Souls three game why it was started, but 
he will work on it and make it a great game. But <laughs> basically, like again, like Dark Souls did not ever. He never wanted there to be a sequel to Dark Souls, but like other people in FromSoft wanted to be sequels. So he, that's that's kind of the story there. Mm-hmm. But I, I think um, in in that notion, I think it's interesting that Elden Ring it really is a Demon Souls or Dark Souls game, just with a larger world. Like in so many ways, it yeah. is. Um, and I think despite the fact that I love the the game, and I think it you could make a very good case that's their best game. I do feel like in terms of its identity, it feels the least defined to me because it's like, oh, it's like Dark Souls with an open world. Like that's what it is. Not that that not that that's necessarily a bad like thing. The best open world ever made. Yeah. You can make a very good case for that. And yeah. and and I think that's probably it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I having played Breath of the Wild and all the other really higher open world. I think they've kind of like built off that a little bit to be honest because breath of the wild was that was that thing of, like i was talking about everything's interesting and like you go to a new place there's always something interesting happening this game feels that way too mm. but with a, a combat system that i much prefer and a setting that i prefer even though i think hyrule was amazing in uh, breath yeah. of the wild but i do think that i hope that their next game is more varied in its setting not 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 that i don't love their their dark fantasy stuff that's that's like the cream of the crop for me but i just i i, I keep hearing rumors of uh of an Armored Core game, and I mm, really hope that that's that true cool. because Armored Core is like too. the FromSoft brand, you know, hmm. before before this stuff. And and I think that that a Miyazaki, another Miyazaki FromSoft, or excuse me, Armored Core could be really cool to ha- just to see. So I, I hope that that's true. Apparently, Armored Core had the Moonlight Sword and everything in it. Like the Moonlight Sword is actually from yeah, the Moonlight Sword is actually from uh, that first person game on PS One. I forget what it's called where you like swing at the the games the kingsfield uh kingsfield yeah so wait but, you uh, give your three what, yeah what? what's your three give so your, give the definitive um ranking. i have to i have to say dark souls one is probably my favorite um time and place um something about the world of dark souls one um compared to even elden ring there's some mystery about that game's world that is just i can't put my finger on what it is there's just this magic to that game world and, yeah. and, it, and it is a design for sure but also i just like even like the sequels never captured that there's something about that first game setting that i just want to know everything about it and and i in the lack of information makes it so much better like i'm like oh, i want to know more but i don't actually want to know more don't don't tell me anymore but there's just uh, there's a lot I, I have thought about it a lot and i've and i've and i've like read about it a lot and i'm still trying to like grapple with it and i put that game over a decade ago now so I have to say, Dark for the Souls first time, you've played it a lot since then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. like it hasn't. Yeah. No, no, no. But I started playing it for the first time. It's funny because Aaron and I actually played, have, or have, well, at least I have. I played all of the FromSoft games since Demon Souls, in sequential release order. Mm. Like I played them all, Demon Souls. I didn't play through Demon Souls when I first played it, but then Dark Souls, Dark Souls two, blah blah blah. Yeah, I so, missed. Uh, I missed one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, so I'm gonna have to say Dark Souls would be my favorite, and it's really hard to pick a two. I, I'm gonna probably say Bloodborne is my number two, but it's very with a you know bit of uh, reluctance on there. And then I think three will be Elden Ring ultimately. Um, the way that I play from soft games is it's like this digestion that has to happen for like 150 hours usually. So like I'll play through mm. it, and then this the new game plus is kind of when I start to really feel like I absorb the themes the setting, the world, all kind of starts to make some more sense to me. So I really feel like I'm in that phase of just like kind of comprehending it right now. And yeah. then once I played it another hundred hours, I think I'll have a better answer. So yeah, that, long we'll do a long jump. Months. 
but I can't uh, believe that you uh, you you snubbed Sekiro like that. That's uh... you know it's 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 I know it's it's such a hard choice because it, yeah. Sekiro is amazing on it. Like maybe Sekiro, I don't know. Like I think Sekiro is like the the true version that everyone says that Bloodborne is the fast paced game. It is. Eh, it's kind of Dark Souls slightly faster. Sekiro is the, is the action game. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, no question about it. Sekiro's combat is the most innovative combat I think they've made since the Souls games. Okay, before we move on from this topic, I have a couple of things I want to I, I want to comment on what you just said. Like I have been, I, I do too though. Okay, so don't forget me. Okay, we won't. Forget, I'll try to be quick about this. <laughs> I have been replaying Dark Souls one, and not only that, I've been playing the uh, the uh, Prepare to Die edition, the the OG piece of shit PC port at thirty FPS. Very nice. Um, and I've been playing Bloodborne, and I've been playing Demon Souls Remastered. And, like, thinking of FromSoft as, like, a band with sort of different phases, right? Yeah. Like, those early FromSoft releases uh, have this sort of sense of, like, mystery and this, like, somber, depressive sadness that's just gone after after Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2 has it, yeah. even though it's kind of a different team. Like, by the time you get to Dark Souls 3, it becomes a little more triumphant, a little more heroic, a little more rah-rah. Maybe Bloodborne has it, but I'm not seeing it but but i i don't have enough bloodborne experience part of it i think as you pointed out last week is that there was a composer uh who who had composed particular pieces of music that just gave it such a unique feel and then it's just gone after after uh dark souls 2 Motoi um, Sakuraba. part of it yeah. is just like the world has just this like sadness like like loneliness that just it just is not part of the later games and it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just defines that earlier era the other thing is that like combat is slower i know some people hate this but like it doesn't feel it's weird when people complain about this to me just because it doesn't feel bad it's not unresponsive combat but it's just more deliberate slower combat um for sure it's, it, it, it's they're, they're a little different i don't know there's there's something to appreciate from each of these different eras of from Warren. uh those are some those are a couple good points uh even though i still haven't really played the early from soft games I do want to drop one truth bomb about Sekiro before we move on. Uh, Aaron's hiding behind his mic. Um, it has the best combat in the series. But um, here's the thing. When Aaron said Sekiro is the best FromSoft game, like, it's not your favorite. Like, what is the best FromSoft game? And uh, Mike concluded, yeah, that's a good argument, Aaron, that Sekiro is the best thing. Kevin also echoed that. Yeah. But part of me was like, that's wrong. Mm. That is wrong. It is not the best FromSoft game. And it wasn't until I played Elden Ring where I realized what it was missing, and it's the sense of mystery mm. in the world. Yep. I don't think Sekiro has that at all. At all? To Maybe not at all. That, that, Come on. That was a hyperbole. Okay. That was a, that okay. Was a, yeah, a, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. It, it, it has a very I, different I, vibe. <laughs> I'm using a hyperbole. I shouldn't yeah. say that. It definitely has mystery, especially with like the snakes and like what you have to do with them. But um, but Bloodborne and Elden Ring, those two games inspire me to just read about them all the time. Mm. Like this is not a spoiler because it was in the trailer, but um, but what sets off the events of Elden Ring is the death of Godwin. It's like the Knight of Black Knives. It was in one of the trailers. I feel like I just know everything about that night at that point, at this point, hmm. like, and I just want to know more. I want to know more. And Sekiro never captivated me in that way. So that's why that's my beef with an otherwise amazing game. That is Sekiro. 
Yeah, I, I would say that I would agree with that. I, I think yeah, I agree for me, the, the original Dark Souls has like one of the most amazing stories. It has a much more pared back cast of characters, but the characters it does have are really great, and the places they go are really interesting. And and like, I don't think FromSoft has quite done anything quite like Solaire or anything like that. But um, I totally agree with what you're saying. So that that's a great point. Um, I think when I say Sekiro is the best FromSoft game, I kind of mean like mechanically. Like it's the best sure. gameplay. It's the best version of what they've been trying to do in terms of combat. And I think ex- exploration is pretty good. But obviously Elden Ring's open world is just a totally next level. Like the, uh, Sekiro can't compete with that kind of open world, nonlinear exploration. Like So, yeah. Kind of different flavors. Yeah, I, th- <clears throat> I think that's a good point. Yeah, mechanically it's the best. I agree. Yeah. Um, can I also chime in on that that topic too? Um, I I agree. I think uh, in terms of when I think of like the FromSoft game with the most polish and the most complete completeness, I would say Sekiro still feels like it's the game that like has a beginning, has an end. Doesn't feel like there was weird cut content or anything. It feels like the game was just like a vision, and that was the vision, and that's it. That's it. If yeah. it there's no DLC, there's no there's no added anything. It just feels like. It feels like there's nothing missing from that game. It feels like it's like perfect. For, like the story begins and the story ends, and that's it. So, and I don't feel I haven't beat Elden Ring yet, so I can't comment there. But I don't feel like any of their other games really have that to the same degree that that Sekiro has. Sekiro feels like the game that they like perfectly. It's like the perfect product, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but also as a work of a work too. It's it's perfect in that regard. Um, also, I think. I, I in thinking back to, to Dark Souls one, um, in Demon Souls, I noticed that almost no one, except for one character or maybe two characters of Elden Ring, have the uh, crazy laugh. The kind of mm. like <laughs> they all do. That's something I really like the early from games. Um, and uh, the first, um, the first uh, Souls game was like a weird uh, remake homage to Demon Souls. So it has this like kind of element to it, and I feel like they always are calling back to Demon Souls and all their games. Have you guys played through all of Demon Souls yet, or no? Not all. No. I played okay. through three quarters of it like twelve so, years ago or whatever. There's a few then... things that I, I Demon Souls I feel like doesn't ever get enough credit for that it does that they've never done again. Still, mm-hmm. um, they did do some stuff in Dark Souls Three, but Demon Souls has a couple things that are just like so crazy. I think they never would do again. I don't want to talk about them because you guys haven't played through the game entirely. Uh, Aaron knows probably because I probably mentioned I know what this you're before to him. About, yeah. But uh, I do think uh, Demon Souls is really a game worth talking about and mentioning. And everyone always says that this is the Dark Souls of this, this is the Dark Souls of that, the old the old joke, right? But I think it's the Demon Souls of it. Demon Souls is is the is the archetype. That's that's the that's the game. That's the formula right there. Everything's based on that. And I feel like yeah. everyone forgets that. So I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that it's Dark Souls that's like kind of seen as the one. Yeah, why is that? Souls started because it's know. more complete. Like it, that that open world that it has that like like it's it's the best Castlevania game basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also probably captured the zeitgeist in ways that Demon Souls like it came out too soon probably and people weren't ready for it. Well, it yeah. also the, people needed Demon Souls to set their palette. You know what I mean? Right. In the same way that people yeah, needed like... Dark Souls and Bloodborne to set their palette for, for so, Elden Ring. Right. When I was right. playing Demon Souls at your house, Aaron, actually, on PS3, 
a couple mm. years ago. I remember playing it and thinking, this is like the darkest game I've ever played. And I don't mean in terms of its themes or setting. Like, it's a dark game. Like, it's like you're hard to see in that game. Mm. And <laughs> I, w- I don't think that's something that they would do, like, in a big AAA game. Like, when you go to the Valley Defilement of that game, like, you can barely see three feet ahead of you. Like, for a large hours of gameplay. Yeah. Like it's it is like I, I really want to see if the remake is like that when that when that can when that when that inevitably comes to PC I'm calling it now when it comes to PC come hang out <laughs> in LA man we'll play it you can see it on my on my you can see 77 yeah. inches of Demon Souls uh, that would be it's, fun it's pretty good yeah it'd be really fun actually that's a good idea God damn I feel like I can talk about FromSoft forever <clears throat> oh yeah last right, thing I want to mention I'm sorry this is the last okay. thing I'll, I'll make it really quick I'm sorry guys I'm so sorry um, so the the, <laughs> the NPC store. <laughs> I approve. The NPC <laughs> stories of uh of of Dark Souls one in particular and Demon Souls well and Bloodborne. Those three games are very depressing and they don't mm. ever really turn out well for anyone involved. Yeah. And I really like that because there's this really sense of hopelessness with those games. They they they, they, they nail it with the gameplay, the setting, the music, everything and the, and the stories too. Everything just is bad. Everything goes bad for everyone. There's just no hope. Um, I do think Elden Ring feels a little bit less like that from what I've played. What do you? That's think? what I'm saying. Even Dark Souls Three, like, there's this sort of, there's a little bit of triumph. There's a little less yeah. somberness. Like the okay, yeah. I, I, sorry, were you asking a question? No, it was a question. That was a question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, think of the ending of Dark Souls One. I'm not even gonna say what that is. It's a spoiler. But like, has any game ever ended like that? No. Like when when that happened, I was like. This is like the greatest moment in in fucking my entire video gaming history. I, I was like shocked. Sorry, Ron. I, I won't say what happens, but but what happens is, is pretty amazing. Um. <laughs> I will I will say about Elden Ring, and uh, it's not so much that the world is depressing. It's just that everything is like it, it's like physics has been inverted. That that's mm. what Elden Ring's world is like. It's like somebody fucked with. Uh, the codes of the universe and now everything is fucked like why are there stars underground mm-hmm. why is yeah. <laughs> and that's what I like about Elden Ring it's like not the sense that everything's depressing it's the sense that everything is weird and awry I really like that um, that's something that from stuff I think nails in every game is like there's all sorts of people doing completely insane psychotic things and it's just normal like everything feels off in this way that's done so beautifully Kind of like how the Resident Evil games were unintentionally, everything was off. Like Resident Evil 1, everything feels really, it just is like weird. Everything's weird. And it's, I feel like right. that's with this game too. They really, they, they do that intentionally, obviously, and they really, mm. they do it really well. Like I remember, I think Orin, you were saying, we talked about this on text, how like I, I had a prediction that Netflix is going to make a, a, a an Elden Ring series. I just think it's going to happen with the popularity of the game. And you were saying like, oh, I think the only, the only person who could do that would be like a David Lynch. That's exactly the thought that I had when I when I made that. It's funny that you said that. I was David like, oh, that's exactly what I thought. Like, it, it, not that he could, not that he'd be the guy to, to do it, but like something in his style of like not giving us all the answers or, you know, keeping it yeah. not, not a clear narrative. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how I feel. Like, uh, I feel like Mulholland Drive is probably the closest analog I can think of in terms of like trying to decipher what happened you know yeah and uh i think uh i just don't think if they did like a castlevania style tv show or whatever i just don't think Wouldn't it would work. do justice like like can you see ronnie for example as like a character in a regular tv no. show <laughs> like, no 
No. <laughs> or also, eat. another thing, even in the cutscenes, in the cutscenes in FromSoft, they're so like deliberately obscure. Like, yeah. usually uh, cameras are framed where you only see like the bottom half of a character's jaw or something, and it's very intentional it's that true. it's being told a certain way. And if you hmm. do traditional shot reverse shot, it would just look. It wouldn't look like it. There's very little characterization, often. Yeah. Not a lot. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. For like little nuggets, mm-hmm. you know. Hmm. All right. I, I just want to say for everybody at home listening, uh, on the uh, the group text this morning and on the phone calls I had with both Oren and Kevin, we all agreed that we weren't going to talk about Elden Ring for more than a few minutes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It's already been a while. You're right. I didn't realize. Fail. We have we have completely failed. We've abdicated our duties to not talk about Elden Ring. But uh, yeah, Elden Ring it's uh, it's worth playing. It is. I agree. Uh, We're going to be talking about this game a lot. There's going to be like three or four podcasts where we talk about it. It's just how it's going to go. Also, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, worth playing. Play some games, people. Dark Souls Three still worth playing. Um, Absolutely. I was telling my girlfriend that. So far, and this is this is this is going to be the thing I, I I have the complete opposite opinion of next time you talk to me probably. But I was saying so far, Elden Ring setting in terms of its story and presentation, not the actual game world itself, has been my least favorite FromSoft thing. But it's not that it's bad. I still like it more than anything else. Like it's not yeah. that it's bad. It's amazing. But I just I haven't been as captivated by the setting and world as much so far. Not mm. that it's but again it's amazing. I just really think. Uh, I really like the other stuff, you know. Again, yeah. it's amazing. I love it. Don't don't. It's it's still. I still like it more than every other fantasy setting. If that you just that want helps. some dark root garden, a little dark root garden maybe a little yeah. a little Ulisil, maybe. But it's still. I, I, I but the but the design of the world and Kaled is like one of my favorite FromSoft zones. I just have to give a shout out to Kaled again because I love Kaled so much. Kaled's it's like awesome. it's one of my favorite FromSoft zones ever. Like it's easily as good as Blight Town or uh, Valley Defilement. Mm. Like it might even be better. Honestly, I think it's probably better. It's probably their best swamp zone they've made. I, th- I think the one uh, thing that might keep Bloodborne's lore being my favorite from soft lore is that Elden Ring's lore is sometimes perilously close to nonsense. Like if you're going to like describe what the characters are and what they're doing and what their relationships are to and what the universe is to somebody who's never played the game, it sounds kind of like total nonsense hmm. in ways Bloodborne maybe isn't. I don't but, know, uh, man. People tell me but about these Marvel movies, and I just think nonsense, but they can't well, really well, be nonsense, right? <laughs> I know what you mean, but it's like, so there's this thing called the Golden Order and the Erd Tree, mm. and then there's Radon. Oh, did you guys catch the the reference with the names of all the characters? GRM. Yep. <laughs> Apparently that <laughs> was intentional, told me that. but I did notice there was a lot of characters with our names in this game. I was mm. playing it, I was thinking that, even before I read that on the internet, I was like, wow, there's a lot of our characters it's yeah. all g r and m yeah it's so funny anyway I, i'm done talking about this game i can't talk about it anymore today today until next Tonight. pod i could talk right. about it in two hours but i won't well just just to sum up like kevin and i have not beaten the game Oren has triple platinum it he 900 yep. hours did it and then he said i'm gonna go for another 900 did it got it done um Oren, and i still hate it it's still my Oren, worst, tell me this worst game. last thing i'll say about this this is not even the game itself are you going to go play the other Souls games you think ever now? Demon Souls or Dark Souls? Now that you, because you played Bloodborne, you played Sekiro, you played Elden Ring, you've played like th- three different setting games. Now you have to go back, I think, and play the original medieval fantasy. 
That's what I. Yeah, I played Dark Souls three. Uh, I never finished it, and it was because it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just that uh, I think another game came out that I really wanted to play, mm. and by the time I fin I got distracted and tried to come back, I had already lost momentum. Because you kind of have to like get in the mindset for FromSoft games, you know, like for sure, it's not easy to always do that. But I don't know, Dark Souls. The first Dark Souls is on my bucket list. I'll play it uh, one day because I know, you know, you guys love it so much. So it, it's on the list. I did have a kind of a hard time playing Demon Souls on PS5, and I think it's because I just played Returnal. Mm. and the movement of Returnal kind of spoiled me. Mm. So we'll see. I, yeah. it, it's on the list. The first area, Bulletaria Palace, the World 1-1, is not, it's fine, but once you get past that, once you kill the first boss phalanx and you get a little more into the game is when the hooks start to set. And you have to get, you have to, it's kind of like Dark Souls 1, you have to put a little bit of time in for it to kind of start to, to, to yeah, get Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Demon yeah. Souls has just like a great, like, like I was saying, like there's this depressive atmosphere. I feel like those games were made by people who were working at a company that needed to make a game uh, or go out of business. You know what I mean? Like th that was made by like starving artists, whereas later mid from soft games are made by successful, uh, successful artists. So. True. But um. Well, well, wasn't the story because Kevin shared an article about it? Like Miyazaki was just kind of put in charge of that project, and they were just kind of like. This game's gonna fail anyway. So just go crazy. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Just go crazy, yeah. and that's how Demon Souls got made. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he Pretty was awesome. uh, influenced by like the Team Eco games. Yep. Is that what they're called? Yeah. So like that's what I that's what yeah. I thought was so funny. You were just talking about uh, the the uh, the game. What's the game you kill the giants? Is you're like the person on the horse? Shadow of the Colossus. And I was like, like oh, well, I has those. Vibes yeah, Ico was such a huge influence apparently on Demon Souls. So it's like it yeah. all kind of it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. Those early FromSoft games have a very, very, like, almost plagiaristic amount of Team Eco vibes going on. I feel like Elden Ring, though, like, definitely has it all over the place. Like, the giant walking turtle colossus, colossi. Mm. Those are so I get to totally Shadow of the Colossus. Mm, and uh, it also just, I don't know, what I love about Elden Ring so much, too, and uh, Shadow of the Colossus does this in spades, is... Just this feeling that you're experiencing a dream. Like, none of the places feel like they would ever exist in reality. They only would take place in somebody's dreams. Mm. Or nightmares. And, or yeah. nightmares. <laughs> but that's what makes, but that's kind of what makes it special. It's just total dream logic. And, and uh, I feel like the only video games that have truly tapped into that in my lifetime are. Elden Ring, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and Silent Hill 2. Those are the only ones I can think of off the, off the top of my head that have that true dream logic to them. Hmm. Hmm. I can see that for sure. All right. Yeah. Elden Ring's canceled. Uh, Oren, <laughs> you have 10 minutes to tell me about Tunic, and then we got to give some wrecks and get out of here because I have got to catch a flight in a few hours, and I've got to make dinner, and I've got, I got things to do, guys. This, this, is, this is an emergency pod. All right. Well, can I t okay, I'll talk about Tunic. Um, so uh, Tunic is is, is, an, is is an isometric Zelda-like, uh, just like Death Store. And it, 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 it shadow dropped on Game Pass. And I was having a hard time. Sorry, there's like something in my throat. 
I was having a hard time getting into it because Death's Door came out last year and kind of ate its lunch, you know? So I... Yeah. I was like, <laughs> is like, this a Death's, Death's Door DLC when I was playing it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, that's how I felt. And But I've been playing it more and more because I've kind of needed um, a, a game to play off of with De- Elden Ring, so I'm not just playing Elden Ring. Right. And I think it's finally clicked. Like, I, I kind of get why people like this game so much and why it's scoring so highly. Mm. Um, and that is, it has the same, it's basically cute souls because mm. you play as like a cute little fox, but it has the same sort of FromSoft philosophy of um, the more you discover about the world. Like, the game's all about exploration and discovery. Like, the world kind of seems obscure and intimidating and hard at first. But then as you play the game more and you pick up what it's doing more, it be, it's like, oh, there's shortcuts here. Oh, this game mechanic does this. Oh, I can use this game mechanic to do this, to unlock something else. And the, the game uh, does some really creative stuff. Uh, the most creative of which is um, the game kind of uh, slowly kind of doles out to you this uh, Nintendo Power instruction manual that's in game. It, it does. It does. It does. I that's what think makes about it... that. It's Nintendo Power. Oh my god, that's that's such a good connection. Yeah, it's literally just mm. Nintendo Power because like the game's aping the Legend of Zelda's aesthetic for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what makes that that was the when the game started to click with me because what happens is you're playing through this game and you slowly find this in-game instruction manual. You just get it like pages at a time. And the pages will give you hints as to what you have to do in the game. Like the and they and they go all in on it. Like you'll see like coffee cup stains on it, like little like uh, ballpoint pen notes in the margins. Yeah. And uh, it's really creative because, for example, um, one of the pages without spoiling, like I, I was trying to figure out how to get to like an area in the game. And then, uh, like I saw written in the margins in one of the maps, like secret path to this place question marks and it was like in like little scrawny ballpoint pen and i was like oh shit that's where i have to go <laughs> so that's it's, awesome it's really creative it it's cool. that's kind of the selling point for the game is is the nintendo power stuff because it really it's kind of it's like alan wake kind of it, it playing alan wake reading the manuscript pages gives you more story and more clues about what's happening and that's kind of the appeal of that game this game is the Nintendo Power Manual that's kind of making it different from Death's Door and kind of giving it its own identity. Hmm. What do you think is better of the Zelda likes that have come out recently between this game and Death's Door? Um, I I haven't finished this one. Uh, I think Death's Door is still going to be the better game because Death's Door's combat felt really good. But also, I just loved the world they created in Death's hmm. Door. Death's Door's world was very strange aaron can attest to that it was very strange but very uh endearing and different nice uh this world this world apes nintendo a little too hard and i know that's the point but it's not as interesting to me um also the combat feels a little bit clunkier than death Mm. store death store like really had good combat but what makes this game good is uh, just discovering shit like this game really has the exploration and discovery and the aha moments that you would get in like the outer wilds or hmm. dark souls. And uh, I think one other thing I would like to say about this game is that it's just, uh, 
I don't know. It's it's kind of like cute souls. It has like that sense of just like, you know, like the whole map is kind of like this uh, lemon you're, or like orange you're peeling back mm. to kind of like find all the shortcuts and layers and secrets. Hmm. And it's like you're like you kind of want to just like, like ex- excavate the whole thing and find how it all connects. And that that's kind of what makes it different from Death's Door, which is a little bit more linear. Like, it's a little bit more like the spoke mentality of, like, you're going to go to this area, and then you're going to go to this area, and then you're going to go to this area. This is truly a holistic uh, Metroidvania where you're finding different ways to go about it. How's the difficulty compared to Death's Door? Um, not as consistent, in my opinion. Okay. Um, um, the, the boss fights have some difficulty spikes that are a little annoying. All right. Um, yeah. de- de- Death's Door, like, <clears throat> that difficulty felt good, in my opinion, from beginning to end. Well, what about uh, the, the, the the one boss, the uh, the Yeti boss? I didn't have a problem with oh, them. God. You had a problem with I them. I did. I did. The Yeti boss, like, 20 times. I don't know what happened. I was just... that bot. I had a problem with the frog. I literally the frog beat the frog my me. first try, but um, well, there you go. Yeah, so I, um, I don't know. That's weird. It's I guess different different strokes for different folks. I'm interested in trying this game. I find it uh, continually interesting that all of the Zelda likes and many of the uh, Metroidvania games have cribbed so much from Souls. It's like Dark Souls games have become part of the language of early NES games. Uh, or NES, Super NES, I guess I should say. Because it's like, if no, you're going to make... Agree. Yeah, if you're like, like you look at a Hyper Light Drifter, you look at um, uh, what's the, Death's Door in this game, like or what, Shovel Knight. All these games are taking like some amount of interest, uh, uh, in, not interest, uh, influence from Dark Souls. Well, I have Definitely. two things to say about that. Yeah. Um, the re- I, I want to make a more direct connection back to the instruction manual. Mm-hmm. The instruction manual, in my opinion, does the Dark Souls thing of the item descriptions, where mm. in Dark Souls you read the item descriptions to figure out what, where to go next. In this game, you read the Nintendo Power, Power Instruction Manual, and it literally saves. It, it serves the same purpose of because um, you'll get like a leaf of the instruction manual, and like you'll be like, this item can do this, and we'll do it, you know, with the illustration. It won't literally explain it because yeah. it's actually written in a weird language. It's not all English, so right, it's like this right. weird. It's this weird alien Nintendo power with like hieroglyph language, but like the visual aids will kind of hint, like, oh, if you hold down this button for this long, this will happen with this item, and it's like, oh, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. Mm. Um, and then the second thing I want to say about that is that the whole concept that Death Store kind of dabbled with, but this game completely runs with is the idea of things being hidden in plain sight. Mm. There, there, there are so many shortcuts in this game that are just completely hidden in plain sight. And I like laughed out loud multiple times at this game because I'll be like, how do I get to this area? And then like I, I'll find out some corner like in the opening area leads to that area <laughs> if you just bump into it. And it's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? But um, it's a cool game. It, it's a really. I'm actually gonna probably play it right after this podcast. It's um, nice. I it uh, it's not. I don't think it's gonna be as good as Death Store, but I think it's 
um, a worthy alternative that does some cool things with the exploration that makes it good in its own right. Both of those games are on Game Pass right now, so if if one has has a hankering for a, a somewhat challenging top down isometric ish Zelda ish game, Death Door, Death Door, go there first. Uh, if you want, if you if you're more interested in exploration and aha moments, definitely Tunic. Mm. But for the world building and the combat. And just more consistency in general, I'd say Death Store. Yeah, okay. Death Store was super polished. Uh, all right, I, I tried a little bit of Tunic. I want to try a little bit more. Uh, I have not played more than thirty minutes of Gran Turismo Seven since we last met. Oh and man! I have to be honest with you. I have played more than thirty minutes of Forza Horizon. Ouch! So and it was oh, with seventy dollars, right? Yeah. Uh, they have a, you know, they have the, a ha- the haptics just didn't. The, the haptics, haptics are great. Do I don't know, it. man. Like they got, they're fucking, they're fucking up with the, the money system of buying cars, and I'm just kind of like, it's there just isn't as much joy in that game, ultimately. Though God, the haptics are great. Really like the haptics. Does I'll it have a multiplayer system? That's oh cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got okay. full multiplayer, but no open um, world driving. No, 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 no. It is. It oh, is. That's a huge buzzkill. Yeah, career, it is. I know. A career motor sports sim, right? There's yeah. no open world. Uh, there are tracks. There are cars. There's a lot of cars. Cars look really good. I don't know. I'd but like it's more, more about but... that RPG progression of like start with low car, upgrading your car, you become rise through the ranks. But also learning how to drive and like doing the driving tests and mastering the different skill sets of becoming a a driver in in this kind of race. Like learning how to really do these things well is is Mm. a big part of it. Doing the license tests and stuff. And I fucking suck at driving despite playing these games for like, you know, longer than my siblings have been alive. Uh, I, (laughs) not not you, Kevin, but (laughs) other siblings. But like, I, I just, I'm just not that good at driving. You would think, you know, I, I, I can I haven't been in a car accident in real life, but my ability to be a race car driver is only so good. In uh in Forza I can just do crazy shit and have fun and uh in this I, I just kinda suck, I guess. Hmm. I don't suck, but I just I the draw isn't there ultimately. So Yeah. Yeah. I just remember in Forza just for twenty minutes sometimes, maybe even more, I would just drive. I oh, don't yeah. even yeah. yeah. Do anything. Aimlessly drive. <laughs> the smugglers it's run so good stuff. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Jump so Crouch uh, 2021 game of the year for a reason. But okay. Oh, yeah. Guys, we got to wrap it up. We had sort of a topic of the week of FromSoft uh, ranking systems. Oren, what is your rec this week? Um, This week, uh, Atlanta Season 3 is premiering on Hulu, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, Donald Glover. It's it's Donald Glover's project, um, though you know he has a lot of collaborators. I don't like Hiro Murai, who directs most of the episodes. Great show. Um, it's as as he pitched it when he first when he first pitched it uh, back in 2016. It's like Twin Peaks with rappers. What? And that's pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. Kev- so Kevin's awesome. ears have perked up. I can tell even though he's wearing over your headphones. <laughs> I, I, I can tell that they're perking. Um, Twin Peaks? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? pretty much. Uh, uh, we're we're going to get a swear jar for David Lynch and Dark Souls, uh, <laughs> straight up. 
Thank you know, you I definitely, by the way, mentioned the, the the Twin Peaks analogy just for Oren and Mike a little bit last pod, and that was totally. <laughs> but uh, my rec would be um, I've been watching the British Office, oh, and yeah. uh, it's really funny. And the reason I want to mention it, particularly, and compared to the American Office, is that um, that show makes work and working in an office seem like a place that sucks. Yeah, and uh, the American Office makes it seem like this, like, "Yay, we're going to work! It's so fun!" And I just really like that the British Office is so—it's kind of bleak and horrible in oh a lot of God, ways, and so uh, they're all yeah. really toxic and shitty people. So I just, um, as someone who has worked in a toxic office environment, I think it pretty accurately captures that uh, that life and uh, style. So uh, I liked it. I recommend it for that. And I also want to just give a shout out to. Um, I cannot remember the actor's name, unfortunately, but he plays the IT guy in one scene on that show, and uh, he's this very um, know-it-all, correcting kind of corrective kind of nerd character, and he's like so perfectly done. He does such a good job. It's the guy. It's Garth Marenghi from Dark Place. I don't know what the actor's name is, but um, if you ever seen Dark Place, if you haven't seen Dark Place, all you need to see of it is the funeral scene. Just Google Dark Place funeral scene and watch that, and it's it's an incredible. It's incredible. Inc- Incredible scene. I like it if you think, uh, if you like English humor at all. But um, he did a great job on that show. So, English Office, uh, heavy recommendation for me. Uh, I want to say one thing about that um, because you brought up such a good point with The Office. One of my criticisms of American culture is the fascination with the U.S. Office because to me it's indicative that Americans are obsessed with working. Yes. Because it's like, oh, we just like to be in the office and be friends with all of our employees and it's like we never leave work and i just never i mean i like the show it's funny but like i always get those vibes watching it and uh the british office really just makes uh going to an office job seem like the worst thing in the in the world it's horrible it's a horrible (laughs) place to work yeah that's a good yeah to me that it to me it shows like kind of a subtle difference i guess with cultures it's like you know americans kind of see work as quirky and like oh we hate it but we're all friends but i don't know even if you look That's at the, how the color palettes of the show the, the british office is like almost black and white and the american office is like oversaturated yes. and like very bright it's 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 a it's a pretty stark contrast i also want to mention and i just want to get your guys take do you think that jim is a total bully and just jerk in the office like he's just a jerk he's Jim's like the he's, bad guy. He, he's the villain yeah. of that show he is. Yeah. he's the villain yeah I hate him. Uh, he's you compare Jim and Tim, they're like polar opposites. Tim's like, also an asshole, but Tim is like you're. I don't know. He makes sense, whereas Jim is just like a walking contradiction. Um, yeah, it is funny. Yeah, that the American Office is like most people's comfort food. A show about going to work. At a fucking <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Ugh, ugh. Agreed. Okay, this is a. A half-hearted recommendation. This is this is a recommendation with like an asterisk. Asterisk. Uh, it, it's um, it's called Inventing Anna. It's about Anna Delvey, who was a con artist in New York City, somewhat recently, like 2017. Um, and uh, it's it's like a it's a show that like is like both true crime, but also like true crime fiction like it, it says everything at the beginning of every episode it says like everything in this in this show is true except for the stuff we made up and you don't really know what they made up but um it's on netflix it's it's definitely entertaining it's definitely trash um but 
so if you're interested in watching a very trashy, uh, not edited enough, every episode is over an hour long, I believe. Some of them are like an hour 20. I'm like, an hour 20 for an episode? Like, this is what we wanted in Game of Thrones. We don't want this in a show about a fucking con artist. I still enjoyed it. I still watched it. I, I, I give you like a, a half-hearted recommendation. Uh, if you're interested in this like scammer culture, entre- entrepreneurial con artist thing that's going on in America, this is an interesting exploration of that. Mm. But it's, it is it is definitely trash at the same time. So <laughs> That's like me whenever I recommend Cobra Kai to people. Oh, God. That is, like, that, Co- that's Cobra- just trash. Gover Kai is like trash, but it's so watchable that it's like, like, you know, it's bad when you're watching it, but it's, it's just like, oh, one more episode, one more episode. Yeah, that is like Netflix's MO is just like trash that you just can't stop eating. They're making Pringles like fucking video Pringles. <laughs> I do notice that when I go to Netflix, there's just so much Netflix originals. And I'm like, I would not watch this. This isn't for me. This is not. Almost none of it is essential watching. Yeah. 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 There's HBO a lot. Max is really good. There's a yeah. lot. Probably my favorite. So, yeah. True Wreck, go watch Raised by Wolves season one and two. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's going to have to be it because I really need to go make dinner and I need to pack and then I need to get the fuck out of here. So, guys, I appreciate this uh, late night pod. Kevin, I enjoyed I enjoyed my uh, my Carlsberg beer. Yeah, I enjoyed my beer, too. Uh, and uh, I'm so glad that we didn't do a whole podcast on Elden Ring. Uh, that's yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> I can we talk about FromSoft every episode, and I would never regret it. Uh, okay. All right. Madden, as always, we love you. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with, uh, you know, Weird West is coming out in a couple of days. Game Pass, very, too, I think. Very excited about that. That's on Game Pass. I feel like something else. Orin, why are you not playing Ghostwire Tokyo? It is lighting up Metacritic with a, just a, it's a hard seventy-five. It's it's uh, it's not uh, it's literally not out yet, and I still gotta oh. finish Tunic. Oh, I'm gonna play it. You don't you don't have a PS5 also? Or I guess you could play your brothers, right? It's not out yet. Yeah, it's not out yet. Oh, okay. I'm gonna play it. Oh. It comes out I think uh, a couple days, a six, the twenty-six, I think. Okay, it'll be out by the time this I, podcast I like, is out. Yeah, yeah. I like to finish what I start, and so I'm pretty. I think I'm I'm gonna finish Tunic before I jump into it. But I'll definitely jump into Ghostwire. I also want to try Weird West, too. It looks looks cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So hopefully we'll have something interesting to talk about if you hate FromSoft and you're sick of hearing about FromSoft and David Lynch. We might have something to say, but we <laughs> might not. We might not have anything to say. So just be ready for that, I'll, too. I'll have a final review of Tunic for sure. All right, like a sick. thousand percent. Sick. Also, guys, game of the year, Starfield, 100%? 100%? No. It's not out yet. No, Shadow Warrior 3. Okay, Shadow Warrior 3. <laughs> All right. All right. Madden, we love you. We're out of here. Bye-bye.